everybody welcome to this edition of our podcast titled social security talk i'm mark kiner in the green sweater joined by my partner jim blair hello jim howdy we record this uh podcast once a month and we talk a lot about social security and related matters our firm is premier social security consulting Jim and I have been in business since January of 2010. Our firm provides two services, all real, all inside the Social Security space. Number one, we help folks across the country to understand and to maximize their Social Security benefits by doing a Social Security analysis and guiding them to the correct, to the best option for their lifestyle and their needs. Additionally, we educate advisors across the country about Social Security, increasing their value to clients. We also offer the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. After a day of intense training, Jim, I always like to say intense. Oh, it is, pretty much. Advisors take a, a, a test. After passing the test, they earn the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. Since our humble beginnings in 2013 relating to our educational program, we've educated about 5,000 advisors across the nation. About 2,600 or so have earned our certificates so far. And Jim, we emphasize two items in our class, don't we? That we do. Uh, Situational Social Security is definitely one of them. And also, how to ask those probing Social Security questions. That's right. Uh, both of those uh, discussions that we emphasize are just so important for our advisors to understand. After all, there are about 76 million baby boomers out there. And Jim, if you talk to 10 different married couples, they will all have, all 10 will have different options uh, available to them. Am I right? That's, that is true. They, they all have a unique situation everybody's is different. So you can't just go by what your neighbor tells you. You have to figure it out for yourself. Look at your situation compared to your spouse and anyone else that might be eligible on your record. So in today's Social Security Talk podcast, we're going to talk about what we call the early versus late decision. We call that a month of election, MOE, or even the month of entitlement. Basically, Jim, there are just so many different factors folks should consider before they apply for benefits. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, you said it right, early versus late. Why should you take it at 62? Why shouldn't you take it at 62? You know, why wait? So you're going to look at, do I take the money now and take it at a reduced rate? Do I wait till later? What are all the pros and cons behind that? And you want to do that and think about it before you apply. Because after you apply, it may be too late. Of course, the earliest age to collect a, uh, a retirement benefit or a spousal benefit is age 62. But, Jim, we do know that surviving spouses can collect a little earlier than that. What's the age they can begin at? Yeah, widow, widower, or surviving divorced spouse can file as early as age 60. And if they become disabled within seven years of their spouse's death, they can actually file as early as age 50. Perfect. So, Jim, one of the factors that we talk about in the class that we teach 
is the annual earnings test. We do know, I mean, you always tell me, Jim, that the nice smiling faces that the local Social Security office, they just hate the annual earnings test, don't they? Yeah, they, they don't like that earnings test because it causes people a lot of grief. And, you know, if you're uh, being caused a lot of grief, you're generally not real happy. So uh, they spend a lot of their time on this when they could be doing other things. Uh, it's, I guess somebody thought it was important at one time, but as far as I'm concerned, it's something that's outlived its usefulness and it'd be nice if they do away with it. Now, does Congress listen to me? Not normally. Uh, is your wife? Yeah, uh, well, no, actually nobody listens to me, not even my dog. So, uh, I don't know if they'll, they'll take us up on that, but it sure would be nice if they did. I mean, there's really no reason, Jim, that benefits should be withheld just because you're working. There's just no reason for that. Definitely. Now, I began my benefits, Jim, as you know, at my full retirement age, which was 66 and four months of June, which was June of 2022. Because I know, I knew, and I know, and I knew, whatever, <laughs> that the annual earnings test will not apply to me. So I can make as much as possible without having any impact to my benefits at all. So, Jim, what is the initial earnings test that folks should be aware of? Well, what you have to know is that if you're receiving Social Security benefits and working, this is earned income, then uh, if you earn over $21,240 in 2023, Social Security is going to hold back $1 of your benefits for every $2 you go over. Now, if you go over a little bit, it's not a big deal. But if you go over a lot, it could mean that you lose all your benefits for the year. It could be somewhere in between. If there's any good news to that, the good news is that when you reach full retirement age, you'll get credit for the months you didn't receive a check, and you'll see an increase in your monthly benefit. So eventually, you get the money back. It just takes a while. Uh, but if you're going to get the money back eventually, why not give it to you in the first place? So, Jim, you said the earnings test is 21240 and that's the earnings test that will apply at ages 62? 63, 64, and December 31st of the year that you reach uh, age 65. Jim, what's the earnings test the year you turn full retirement age? Yeah, the year you reach full retirement age, it goes way up. It's $56,540. In that case, that only includes the months up to the month before you attain full retirement age. And if you go over that amount, They'll hold, hold back $1 benefits for every $3 you go over. So the earnings test is something to consider. So if you're earning $100,000 a year, you probably probably be no benefit for you to apply for benefits. You will not receive any Social Security benefits at all. You might as well just wait until your full retirement age. So consider, number one, the earnings test. Two, Jim, is that break-even point. What is the break-even point? Yeah, when did, when do you hit the the point where you've received the same from Social Security, whether you start at 62 or wait until your full retirement age or even age 70? Well, from 62 to full retirement age, that's generally a 12-year break-even point. So that means around age, somewhere between 78 and 79, depending on your, your full retirement age, you've received the same amount of money from Social Security, whether you started at 62 or your full retirement age. And depending on which way you went, you're either now losing money each month or you're ahead each month. Uh, 
you know, the average life expectancy for a male in his 60s is 84, a little over age 84 actually anymore, and a female right around age 87 with that break-even point being 78. There's quite a few years that you could lose money if you take benefits at 62. Now, if you wait till 70, uh, that's getting a little closer. The break-even point is about 12 and a half years or around age 82 and a half. Now, for guys, that's getting a little closer to that that age where, uh, on average, you're going to survive to. But if your uh, benefits are going to go ahead and go to your spouse if they survive you, uh, it depends on their survival rate, too. So a lot of things to take into consideration just based on this, uh, the break-even points and the earnings test. Jim, I was going to say something here. Okay, you mentioned surviving spouse benefits. Many times, let's just assume for now, the husband is the higher earner, just make that assumption. And if he waits until age 70, now he's maximizing his own Social Security benefit by maximizing his delayed retirement credits. Upon his death, his wife will receive more money as a surviving spouse the rest of her life. If he takes benefits early, Jim, as early as age 62, that reduction may also la- uh, last two lifetimes. So, you know, the wider apart two spouses may be in ages, the more beneficial it would be for a higher earner to wait until age 70 so we maximize surviving spouse benefits. Jim, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And what I tell people when I talk with them uh, is to take into consideration that survivor benefit. That's something that they tend to forget about, maybe because they want to. Nobody wants to think about their mortality. But, um, you know, you have to think about that sort of thing in advance and know that if Social Security is a big part of your estate planning, then taking benefits early can put a real dent in that versus waiting until later will really help it out. If you've got it covered in other ways, then it's not as important, but it's definitely something people need to think about. And that's one area that that folks miss a lot. The next item on our list, Jim, is personal finances. How important is somebody's personal finance and, and when they want to begin their benefits? Yeah, I think it's real important. If you need the money, you're going to take the money. Uh, there's no reason to uh, live under your means if it's available just to get a little higher benefit later on. I do like to tell people the worst decision that you make isn't terrible. You just may not receive the full benefits that you might have had you made a different decision. But if you need to take the benefits and you're age 62 or older, go ahead and take them. Uh, you, you have to live off of something. And the nice thing about the Social Security is it's, it's, it's a guaranteed income. Once you start to receive it, you're going to receive it the rest of your life. And Jim, I was going to say a very popular strategy right now, husband and wife, uh, maybe the wife takes her benefits at age 62. She'll take a haircut. But when her husband turns on his benefits, now she'll be eligible to receive that spousal benefit boost. So by her claiming at age 62, that gives him the op- might give him the opportunity to delay until his full retirement age or as late as age 70. So uh, sometimes, Jim, it makes sense for, for the lower earner to begin benefits at age 62 than waiting until full retirement age 
or even as late as age 70. Yeah, because one of the questions we get a lot about that is if I take a reduced retirement benefit, will that carry over to the survivor benefit? And it does not. Uh, If you take your benefit at 62, it's going to be reduced for age. But then if you become eligible for a survivor benefit later on down the road, it's going to be based on your age at that time. And if you're full retirement age or older, you you get 100% of the benefit. So taking your own early doesn't carry over to the survivor benefit. You know, that leads me to a comment I'd like to make. You know, we've educated, Jim, like I mentioned earlier, around 5,000 advisors since we began our program in 2013. And advisors, after taking training, are eligible for really, really good, uh, the gold standard of support. For example, they can call us with questions, email us with questions. And the reason why I brought that up is because we do get questions all day long from the advisors we've educated. And... That was one question we recently received. If, if a wife takes her benefits early upon the passing of the husband, does she, is she eligible for a full surviving spouse benefit or will it be reduced because she took her benefit early? So all of our, all our, our advisors need to do, Jim, is give us a call or send us an email and we'll answer the question for them. Additionally, our support also includes our monthly social security update webinars. And also, and I'm really proud to say this, our Social Security Open Forums. Jim, we had an open forum yesterday, didn't we? How many people attended? Yeah, there were 60-some people on that call. I think it was around 63 or so. It's the biggest one we've had. It's definitely gaining momentum as we go through that. I think it's one of the the better things we've come up with in a while. Uh, People seem to really like it because what they get to do is come on and ask any question they want. And even people that don't have questions are getting on because they want to hear what questions do other people have and what are those answers. So uh, it's a real good one. Certainly what the other stuff is good and important too, but uh, it seems to be gaining a lot of traction. Uh, And the main reason why yesterday's open forum was high, attendance-wise, was because we had in the afternoon at 2 o'clock. And I gather several uh, West Coast advisors Right, 30 attended because it was more conducive to their to their time zone, which is really nice. Matter of fact, Jim, we really topped out at, at about 70 or 71 yesterday. So we uh-huh. hit the 70 mark, which is really exciting. So anyway, Jim, let's talk a little more about lifespan. It's a, many times the decision is based on two lifespans, the high earner and the lower earner. So uh, uh, let's assume high earner is the husband. And let's assume he doesn't have great genes in his family. Uh, many, uh, his father before him passed away in his 70s or maybe early 80s. We, we need to look at also the lifespan of the wife to determine what that break-even point is. Because if the break-even point is like 12 years and he doesn't live 12 years, the wife will more likely live beyond that break-even point. And so waiting until age 60, full retirement age, uh, and or age 70 might make sense in that situation, even though the husband uh, uh, lifespan does not appear to be all that all that large. Do you agree, Jim? Yeah, we've we've had that conversation a few times and they're a little tough, uh, particularly when someone says I've got uh, a life threatening illness. I have maybe I have two or three years of life expectancy. And they're thinking, I should take my Social Security benefits as soon as possible. And that 
on the surface sounds like it makes sense because uh, if you wait, you may not draw anything. But what we have to look at before they pull that trigger is how important, again, is the, the widows and widower benefit. And if that's real important, remember taking benefits earlier is going to reduce that survivor benefit. And it may still be the better option. Maybe they don't draw at all because they might not even make it till 70. But then their spouse draws uh, at least the maximum benefit that they can draw. Um, that's a tough conversation to have with people. Uh, but it's it's one that you do need to have a, on a few occasions. Let's talk about the coordination of spousal benefits. Now, what folks need to know is for a spousal benefit to be paid, uh, the spouse you're looking to clock off of must be receiving a Social Security benefit. That could be their retirement or a disability benefit. So if a husband decides to wait to age 70, then the spousal benefit payable to the wife will be delayed until he reaches age 70. So does the husband collect at age six at his full retirement age for a spousal benefit to be paid then? Or does he wait until age 70? That's when a spouse, uh, but that will de delay a spousal benefit uh, by about four years. Jim, what type of discussion do you have with clients on spousal benefit coordination? Yeah, that pushes that break even point way out there. Uh, if the spouse is not eligible on their own and they have to wait and the, the number holder waits till 70 to start their benefits, sometimes that's about an 18-year break-even point. In those situations, it probably is better to go ahead and start at full retirement age as opposed to waiting till 70. It kind of depends on the work history of the lower earner. If they're fairly close and the spousal benefit isn't going to be all that much, it's not that big of a deal. The the higher earner could continue to to wait to draw their benefit, and what the person loses in the meantime isn't all that much. But if the lower earner's benefit is pretty low, then you really want to think about uh, starting that benefit a little earlier. Not necessarily sixty two, but at least take a good hard look at full retirement age, and don't automatically wait till seventy. Go ahead and look and see what benefits you're talking about, how much money you're losing from full retirement age to 70, and how long it's going to take you to get that back. Because while you increase your benefit by waiting till 70, it has no increase on the spouse's benefit. They're eligible for half of your full retirement age benefit. And if you wait till 70, your full retirement age benefit is still what it was. You just get a an extra amount tacked on top of that, the spouse just still just gets half of not what you're receiving, but your full retirement age benefit. Then let's talk about that strategy that's kind of going away, the restricted application. Now, for folks that were born by that magic birthday of 1-1 of 1954, they can file a restricted application, pluck the benefit off their spouse while their own benefits are growing or need delayed retirement credits. So if you are if you were born by that magic birthday, then you definitely want to consider the restricted application strategy. However, though, not many of our clients, Jim, can still file the restricted app because not many of our clients were born by 1, 1, or 54. Uh, Jim, when was the last time you saw the opportunity to file a restricted application? It's been a few weeks. So it has been a while, and it's normally not been that long. 
But what we have to keep in mind, uh, if you were born 1-1 of 54, you will attain age 70 in December of this year. And that that's the point the restricted application goes away. Does that mean we shouldn't even think about it? No. If somebody's eligible for it, it's a great strategy to bring some money in while they're uh, waiting to start their own, if they're going to wait till 70 yeah. anyway. So still something good to think about. But in about, uh, what, 10 months, I guess, or so, it'll be gone and we'll, we'll quit thinking about it. Eight months. And even though you may have a client or you are age 70, or let's say age 69, 69 and, tw and 11 months, you can still file, if the, if the restricted app is on the table for you, you can still file a restricted application, Jim. Maybe go back six months and get a nice lump sum check. And then when you turn age 70, you'll turn on your benefits and get all, all of those delayed retirement credits. So a common strategy is, you know, when I get a phone call from, from a couple, husband is, is, was born by 1, 1 to 54. Uh, the wife is maybe 67, 68, something like that. It was a common strategy would be for her to file for benefits effective six months ago off her work record. She'll get a nice lump sum check. The husband would then will file a restricted application also effective six months ago. He'll get a nice lump sum check. And then when he turns to 870, Jim, he'll turn his own benefits on. So, Jim, the final factor I want to talk about are difference in spousal ages. Jim, if we have, if you're meeting with a married couple and they have, uh, what are they, they had uh, five plus years difference in age, what's the, what type of strategy might you talk to them about? Yeah, that's definitely different than couples that are close in age. If there's five years or more difference, we're going to look at uh, the younger spouse taking benefits at age 62 or as soon as possible. Why not? Odds are they'll receive the survivor benefit before they reach their break-even point or shortly thereafter. So it's probably to their advantage to go ahead and file at 62, even though it's a reduced amount, uh, because they're going to receive the survivor benefits sooner rather than later. And it, with the five-plus year age, five-plus year age difference, yeah. <laughs> maximizing surviving spouse benefits, Jim, really does make a lot of sense. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And if, Jim, if it's more, if it's closer, one to two year age difference, the maximizing uh, widow benefits may not be as important, right? Right. It's It may not be as important. It's just something we're going to take a look at. That's what we do. We look at that in every mm -hmm. scenario. What's the survivor benefit going to be? Because it is important, but it takes on a little less importance uh, the closer they are in age. Well, there you have it, folks. Some of the factors that you need to consider when you apply for benefits. Um, early, uh, what's the... What's uh, annual earnings test? Sorry, Jim, I lost my train of yeah. thought. Break-even point, surviving spouse benefits, so forth and so on. Now, if you'd like to, to connect with us, to talk to us about the the education that we do, National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program, get a schedule of when our upcoming webinars are, talk about our on-demand videos, or get a schedule of our upcoming live in-person classes, please uh, connect with me. My phone number is... My, this is my hotline, 513-218-8505. Again, the Mark Kiner, 513-218-8505.
my uh, email address, mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com. And our educational website is www.premiernssa.com. That's premiernancysamsamapple.com. Jim, any final comments you'd like to make before we sign off on this episode of Social Security Talk? Yeah, make sure you make a plan. It's real important because your benefits are different than your neighbors. Your situation is different than everybody else's. And you want to take benefits uh, that's best for you. You want to maximize them within your own situation. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to wait till 70, but you're going to maximize it for your situation. Uh, Take the time to do that because once you start to receive those benefits, you're going to receive them the rest of your life. It's real important. And don't listen to Harold. He never gives the best advice and he's a party animal. If you don't know who Harold is, then you need to take our National Hmm. Social Security Advisor education. So thank you for watching this episode of Social Security Talk. Until next time, have a great day and go your your favorite uh, baseball team because we're two days away from opening day here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Bye, Jim. Bye. See ya.